All right, just to remind you, what we've been dealing with is what brachot are recited beforehand and also what brachot are recited afterwards. And we had something to do already with what is considered to be the major item. If you recall, what happens if it's a mixture? What happens if it's not a complete fruit? What happens if it's mixed, you know, it's, it's uh, something that may be bread but doesn't look like bread, rice, example. We're now going to get to a couple of things that are, seems to have been food in those days. It's difficult to know exactly what it was, even from the English translation, to be honest with you. Um, because they're not things that we would know exactly what they are at this particular time. Um, but they, the big thing again is when you have odd things, if you will, what brachot do you say? Both in terms of the before you eat it and what brachot do you say after you eat it as well. Okay? So that's, that's the context of what we're dealing with. Um, and clearly from their point of view what they're going to do now is bring examples of odd cases of something that's not so clear is it really bread is it not bread is it should be mizanot and those kind of things okay alright so at the gimel or lamazan mubet trokanin chayavin bechala somebody want to read Okay. I could read, um, but I forgot my glasses, so. But I'll try. Did you want that? No, no, I need my own glasses. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Chayavim bechala. So what is chala? I know it's bread, but what is it? And not, it's not bread. It's not bread. <laughs> I could ask your preschooler what challah is. My, my two-year-old knows what challah is. What's for Shabbat? Challah, challah. Great juice, great juice. I mean, he knows that. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> How many of you have baked bread before? What do you have to do? Ah, that's challah. That's the mitzvah of challah. When you bake a certain volume of bread... It used to be given to, to, to the, the priests, etc. Today we simply burn it up. And you actually say a bracha. What's the bracha? The what? La frish. To separate. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. No, chala, from the halachic point of view, is that little piece that you take off. It became over time what we know as chala. You know what everybody, like I said, my two year old grandson knows what chala is. Okay, the baby a year and a half in Israel knows what challah is. Can't wait for you know. As soon as we go to wash hands, she's going crazy already. No, she's going to get something to eat. Sorry. Is there a translation for that word? For challah, challah. It's one of those words. You know, it's challah. You know, you go in. Where's a challah in the in the jewel? You know, I mean, it's like one of those things. You know, the matzah ball. How do you translate matzah ball? Matzah ball. I mean, you know, it's kind of accepted within in, in any kind of Jewish framework, right? Right. That's also helpful, right? Okay, so trokanin chayavin bechala. Whatever trokanin is, we'll come back to it. But what does it mean, chayavin bechala? Which means... Which means... What's the... Right, it's bread. Yeah. It's bread. Okay, if you're making a cake, you don't make you don't take challah. You only take challah if it's actual bread. So this is the way they they're saying is trokanin chayavin bechala. Keep reading. 
Okay, so Trokani Chayavim Bechala seems to be a, simply a statement. Kiata Ravin. Ravin was a person who came back and forth from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel. When he came from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, you can tell that this is a Palestinian source. How can I tell it's a Palestinian source? No, not because of the Aramaic. It's, it's, it's Hebrew. Okay, but no. How do I know? Amar Ravin Amar Rabbi Yochanan. How do I know? How do I know that Rabbi Yochanan is a Palestinian source? This one you all know. Pardon? Rabbi. All right. Mostly, if you're Babylonian, it's Rav. Okay. There are a couple of exceptions, but to a large extent, if it's Rav, it's Babylonian. If it's Rabbi, it's Palestinian. Well, now you do. It's already worth a morning, right? Normally. I mean, there are a couple of cases where it's not necessarily always exceptions, but to a large extent, Rabbi, you can expect then Hebrew, of course, but to what do I know from that? It's Hebrew or Aramaic. There's no other way of saying it, right? So, there seems to have been a tradition, okay, in one cases, this was Chala, and in another case, not. That's why they raised this issue. Is something called trokanin bread, and you have to say hamotzi and birkata mazon, or is it not bread? And presumably you would say borei mine mazonot because it's some sort of cake-like item. I think I mentioned before. There's a disagreement of with regard, for instance, to pizza. Okay, in Israel, whenever we have pizza there, I think Rabbi Schwab as well, cake takes it as bread. I take it as mazonot. But how do you translate trokanin? We're going to see that in a second. The Talmud's going to come back to your question. So wait, 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 wait. So there are things that are sort of intermediate, and this is the question: Is trokanin now? Now they come now. My trokanin. They knew there would be somebody standing named named Panina who would one day ask, "What are you talking about?" Right? You know the the famous phrase: "What a what a student will eventually say in the Beit Midrash was already given to Moses at Sinai." So nothing new. You know. Okay. They knew the question. Amar Abaya. That's of course very helpful, right? Kuba no. de Ara, in in, in, and we're going to f- try to figure this out. So, tr- according to Steinzaltz, he says, Okay, it's some sort of foodstuff that's made of food and perot, fruit. Kikinuach, what's kinuach? Kinuach is dessert. An accompanying thing. That's the real word for dessert. Okay? Rashi. Kosem akom halal bekira. Kira is an oven. Okay? They would make some sort of hollow thing in the oven. Minotein betochomayim vekemach. And you would put there water and flour. Kemosho sin bealfas. Alfas is another kind of, of, of uh, um, oven or Okay? So. Again, this this stuff is not familiar. It's, it's a, you can see even the Steins, it's a Greek word. So even I looked it up in the English, and the Sincino says bread baked bread baked in a hole in the ground. Okay, so you you cover out something, you put in. Now he said now the Steins also already tells you what it is. I mean the the um, Sincino already tells me what it is. What do they translate it as? Bread. Steins says it's some sort of food stuff. If it's bread, then what's the question? Then clearly it's going to be 
Okay? You've got water and flour. The question is, does that make it into a bread stuff? Or does it make it into boremi nemezonot? Okay? We have a disagreement. There are two different traditions. I'm actually more confused than normal. Um, <laughs> no, this is crazy stuff. I mean, this is, you know. So here it says flour and water roasted in a cavity and so right. on. But you also mentioned that, that the word is really a word for dessert, which is fruit. Right, that's what Rashi, that, that Steinzalt says. I can't read Greek. It may be in Greek something. Some sort of foodstuffs with fruit. Eaten as a dessert of some sort of accompanying thing. So, yeah, that's what. In other words, it's, 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 we don't know exactly what it is. But do you make? How do you make cakes? I'm not a cook or baker. Okay, some of you make. That's the answer. Some of it you make with yeast, right? Do you allow it to ferment and look into become bread? No, not in the same realm. Cake with yeast. Sure, sure. There is. The, you, I the, no, then that's not considered challah. Challah is challah. No. No, it's not bread. It's not bread. Okay. Well. All right. So look all right, again. What is matzah? Matzah is exact same thing as bread, except. No, it's a, there is it. You don't allow it to rise for 18 minutes, but it's the exact same thing. Okay, and, but the fact that you don't allow it to rise creates something which is totally different. It's still a mozi lechiminaritz. Any kind of cake stuff that's not bread is not bread. And again, if you went to the store, you know when you go when you go to a bakery where you're looking for what bread is and you know what cake is. Okay, and unless you really, if there's a kosher sign, fine. And unless you're really concerned about ingredients because you can't eat certain things, you won't even look. It says it's a cake. It looks like a cake. It is a cake, right? But there are things that are that again. We will go back to rice, rice cakes. There was a question: Is that more bread-like or more mizonot? That's why rice became, you know, this intermediate thing for Ashkenazim, at least. Yeah. Go back to the pizza. You talked about Israel. My kids in Israel, no, no, not everybody. So my kids in Israel, from Chaim's tradition, follow it that it's mozi. So that every time we have pizza, Thursday night's pizza night because I gotta get ready for Shabbos, you know, they the kids go wash and they know Saba doesn't wash. So do my dogs. So your dogs, <laughs> they think it's bread. As soon as I'm making, uh, lighting the lights. So does mine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pavlovian, right? You train them well, these Jewish dogs. Yes, Rabbi Schwab. Rabbi Schwab will wash and do mostly for bread. Pizza. When we have pizza, when we eat together, for instance, very often we'll have pizza, you know, with this supper club uh, that Avro make for us. We say, those who wish to wash, Rabbi Kurtz does and Rabbi Schwab does. But challah is, is challah taken from a pizza? No, so I, so I don't do it. But th- th- there's water and yeast and everything else, so that's their, there's a different traditions. Again, it's something in between. The dough, it's still a dough, it's like a dough. You've all seen people make pizza. You have to ask those who, who do mozi, because I don't, so. Right. Does, does that affect the hefshir at all? 
No. No, it doesn't affect texture. No, I, I understand the question. It's the yashon and chadid. No, it doesn't affect. Because it's not real bread. But if you made a large quantity of pizza dough. Right. I've never seen take challah. I don't, okay. Right, I understand. Then it would be a challah. No, no. It's not quite challah. That's, that's my issue. Okay? So uh, you have to ask the people who keep it as challah, you know, okay. to be able to do what, why, why they do it. I, to me, it's mizonot. It's, you know, it's more cake-like than, than bread-like. But again, it's that intermediate kind of thing. They didn't have pizza in those days, so I guess, unless they went to Ro- the people went to Rome. Your families and you know, and Chaim and the kids, and they had they same would see and they had their pizza, and then they do your yeah, they have to be The kids don't go from the day. Well, you I don't have to. Right. Again, I could be counted if they have three there. I can be counted as one of the, the old story. That's what we did. That's why all this matters. That's not handed. I just don't know. People who bake bread, um, not challah for Shabbat, take challah yeah, from the bread. Right, right, oh, yeah. right. Any kind of bread. So when yep. we teach it, sometimes we're teaching it about the challah, but we really should be teaching it about the bread. Right. The answer is the challah is mitzvat challah is lafrish mi challah. Right. Okay. That we've now called challah everything most of us we have on Friday night. But it's any kind of bread. You take, you take, you, you, you take the hefresh of challah from it. Okay, we, and that doesn't, and we all. Does that mean you can have rye bread? No, that's what you eat. For challah? For, for, you can have any kind of bread on Friday night. Any kind of bread on Friday Of course. It's not as long as you can say motzi. As long as you can say motzi. Most of us, at least in the Ashkenazic tradition, I can't speak for Svartim and North Africans and, and everything else, you know, are we know what a challah looks like, okay? The challah looks, so we know what it looks like. But any kind of bread is permissible. You can do it on bagels. Okay, you can do it on you know things as long as you have to say mozi. You can say mozi. Same thing with you know it was a big question in, during prohibition. Could when you couldn't get wine, could you say what about grape juice? And Levi Ginsberg, who was a great professor at the seminary, wrote the chuva that grape juice was fine. That even though it hadn't fermented in the same way as wine, you could say bore priagafen. Now, it didn't mean Jews didn't try to get wine, but, you know. But, again, so as long as you can say the proper bracha, sure. Okay? Now, again, you, what it would mean is, it would be easy. why do we do challah very often? Because they're easy, you know, they're small. You want to get a full rye bread, you have to, remember, you're supposed to have two full things. So it's not a piece of rye bread. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. We're in park today, right? If you, if you buy a loaf of bread in the store and it's got a texture on there, does one assume that challah was taken? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Should I, sometimes I'll actually say. Many of the times. If you've got, you need real glasses for that one, you know. Yeah. No, I, I see on the matzah box it says challah bar Right. Exactly. Because, because matzah is actually bread. It's a, yes, you can see. It's colors. If, if it has a hexer, you can presume the challah was taken. Yes. Somebody's watching it. When I look at Tam Tams, which is not, I understand, not bread, right. and it doesn't say that on the box. Great. It's Mizonot. Right. Okay, so <laughs> a, box of, a box of matzah. Yeah. When you have a, a, a loaf of bread, something was taken from that individual loaf before it was... No, not necessary. There has to be a certain volume. So they, when they bake bread, they don't do one bread at a time. They, they they use the whole dough together and then form them. 
from the Bitcoin. Correct. So Same thing with matzah. Okay. Same thing with matzah. Right. How big does a piece have to be that you take? Five pounds of flour. I mean, how about the the have to be? Yeah, the piece that you take. Like, off. like this kind of thing. Oh, you don't have to take that much. I think I, uh, Jerry, Jerry, you, what the volume of bread dough you just said? I think it's five pounds. Okay, it's it's significant amount. It's really good. Okay. Five pounds of dough. <laughs> All right, there's your homework for next week, guys. I never bake bread, you know. So there's your homework for next week. When's your rosh You can look it up. Ask Siri. I'm sorry. The question you can look up, you know. Look, ask Siri what how much it does. See if Siri will give you the answer. Siri. <laughs> uh, so. Again, that the, all these, that, that's why you, you study brachot, even though, I mean, well, I don't know what they're talking about here, frankly, what, what Trofanin is, but you can see, oh, Larry's looking it up already. No, I'm <laughs> 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 Right. You don't want to do that right now, I have a feeling. Believe me. What about a bagel? It has a hole in But it's full. It's a full thing. You say mozi. You, can you have bagels? For, can you have bagels for mozi? That's the way they're made. Yes. Okay. If you take a, another hole out of it, no. But yeah, yeah. You, what if you scoop it? What? What if you scoop it? Just uh, to that means you opened it. So you, you have to say a bracha, yes, but not, not, not for Friday night or Shabbos. Well, that's two lines. Anything else? <laughs> it's not finished with all these these crazy little things. Okay, go on. Okay, trita now. So what now is trita? So keep going. My trisa ikad amri gavil meratach the ikad amri nahama dehin deka the ikad amri lechem haasui luchuta. When you have three answers, it means you have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> well, some say this and some say that. Tell me what trita is. So, um, it, it, what if you Steinzelt says Yesh halatini tanis tortus chalam lagula. Okay, some sort of round bread. Bread. They take chala as, as bread at this time. Okay. The Yesh misharim shemakora beparsit taret shemashmaashriat lechem bechalav. Um, bread in milk, or marak, or in some sort of soup. Okay. So what is what is Rashi says? So Rashi says what is trita? We have either of the things: davil miratach, nehama dehindka, and lechem asui lekutach. What are all these things? I don't know. So here in the, they translate it as. Uh, dough just some say dough just likely baked by being poured on the hot earth and formed into fritters. Others say bread baked on a spit, okay, and covered with oil or eggs and or eggs and oil. Others said bread used for kutach. Kutach is some sort of a dish made of bread mixed with sour milk and baked in the sun. 
That's the way Sencino translated. Uh, Sandy got very excited because if you look at it as well, it says covered with oil, Indian bread. Yeah. And she just went away to India, so she said she'd do the research. Um, so, again, I, I don't know. It, it's some sort of unusual kind of machal, a michal, as they would say. Okay, that had some sort of flour and dough and everything else. They weren't sure what bracha you say because they pturaminachal. If it's pturaminachala, it's not real bread. You don't have to take challah from it. Okay, and the fact that they all say maitrita and you have some say this and some say that and some say this means they're not actually sure. The word itself, what it meant, it may come from an earlier period of time, from Palestine to Babylonia, it may have been something that was eaten at a. You know, I, I guarantee at a certain point, you know, what my grandmother used to make, by the time I get to, you know, great-grandchildren, they'll have no idea what Taigalach is, and Ver, you know, Veronica's. I mean, they'll have no clue what those kind of things were. All right? What the, all right? Milts and all those things that my grandmother used to make. If I asked my kids now, they just they would go, well, what's that? I grew up with all that kind of stuff. You know, Ashkenazi cooking. Yeah. Is, is the Gemara here... Not trying to be encyclopedic, but just covering a bunch of different examples. Well, story. again, like like in any kind of law, you know what this answer is over here, and you know what the answer is over here. The question is, what are the intermediate answers? Right. That's the easiest. That's the thing. So, some ways you can say they had this thing of torita. You know, what what are these kinds of things? And they're trying to say it's neither here, so it's an easy answer. I mean, it's not lechem for sure. We know what it is. We know this. It can never be encyclopedic because there, you know, it would have to be. It have to list all, everything. So it's giving you examples of those kinds of things, right? Those kinds of things. And again, as I say, foodstuffs vary from generation to generation. That what came out of for most of us Eastern Europe. Our grandchildren have no clue what those things are anymore. That my grandmother used to make puchkas. They used to say for hours and hours. My kids would look at it. And go, yeah. I don't even know what that is. You know. So that's what happened here. You know, that's what happened here. It would appear that these things, the, yeah. the whole assortment of them, just existed all around, and people had a certain degree of confusion about what do you say of Rahab yeah, yeah, or yeah. what don't you? Right. And, you know, like this uh, kutach, although it has bread in it, it's far-fetched from It's bread. not a real, right, it's it's doesn't, real it doesn't doesn't quite look like bread where you know your answer. So, yeah, they, they had these concepts, um, and they're not sure, okay? So, we even go further. Go ahead. No, Tani, Tani Rabbi Chia first. Uh, the line before? Yeah. Tani Rabbi Chia. Okay, so it's not actually baked in the normal kind of way, but it's put into a warm, like a warming thing. Okay, it's not actually the same. Patur minachala means it's not really bread. But but we learned again that it is bread. Meaning you have to have chala taken from it. Okay, Hatam means over there. What does over there mean? In Palestine. Hacha means Po, means the Babylonian Talmud means here. This is Babylonian. Over there means there were different traditions in different places. Again, 
if you go into the, Pal the Palestinian history at this point, you have Rome, Greek, and uh, um, Byzantine already influences. You go into Babylonia and you get Persian and Sasanian and other traditions too. So again, took a look at the difference of foodstuffs from Sephardic and Ashkenazic. Nobody knows exactly, you know, when a Sephardic when, when yeah, in your family, Larry, all Ashkenazic cooking or or Sephardic cooking? Too? Okay, no, your parents, your parents. Yeah. In my parents' house. Your parents' house, right. Okay, well, so... We were, we were raised Ashkenaz. Right. Yeah, no, I figured that, but there may have been some dishes that were... Okay? So most of us are not familiar with them in most cases. You know, you go, go, to, an Ash, you know, go to North Africa and say, I'd like some gefilte fish. Which minds not gefilte fish? You know, well, you take it from the... You know, you, you just simply put your shoot out, your thing out, you pull in a gefilte fish. So, so today, who makes the call as to whether something is here or here? That's a good question. And the answer is, I showed you at the beginning, I gave you, I showed you one of these books. And you know, the rabbis have to make those decisions at a certain point. And they're sometimes machlokit. The same way as there is, is this kosher Pesach or not kosher Pesach? Okay? Kinwa, was it kosher Pesach or not kosher Pesach? Some say, well, it looks like, shouldn't be. Some say, it's not bread, it's not comments, it should be, you know. You end, you know, and eventually, like like in most things, you get either a definitive answer at a certain point. For instance, in kosher things in our area, in most cases the CRC makes some of those decisions. But that doesn't mean, in terms of brachot, kosher is one thing. But brachot, as I've said before, there's disagreements even in the rabbis here, in in this community. And so you can follow either one. You know, it's like we always tell people um, we have different traditions on cholamoid. I do not put on on filling the moed. Rabbi Schwab and all the chazinim that worked here do put it on. So we always tell people follow which is ever you know what what are you supposed to do? Follow your family's tradition. My father didn't, my grandfather didn't, etc. So we said follow your family's tradition. Now most people unfortunately don't have a tradition. Okay, so they can't be wrong, but pick one of them. You know, if it's easier not to put on filling. You actually have a head there not to put on filling. Follow me. So I, I was raised, okay? If you want to put it on, as you know, you take it only to Hallel, etc. So, neither one... Both, both are correct, okay? Because the Shulchan Aruch has different opinions in those cases. And, and it depends where you go um, in terms of, you know, the Sephardic world, the Hasidic world, the Ashkenazic world, and which part of the Ashkenazic world, etc. It's not necessarily a wrong answer. So the pizza thing is not necessarily a wrong answer. We, you know, it's a good way in many ways, since there are differences in the rabbis of, of our particular custom, it's a good way to teach people that, you know, Rabbi Kurtz follows his shita and Rabbi Schwab follows his shita, and both are correct. What do you mean both are correct? That's Jewish life, you know? Both are not wrong. However, if we're going to have challah here, we all wash, okay? And, and, and as always said, and I've said before from the pulpit, there's more things that unify us than and separate us, but there are always things that, that separate us in terms of the way we we follow some of these things. Just to swap the track a little bit, but since you brought up the tefillin, why do you take off the tefillin when you say Musa? Uh, because Musaf already is considered, you, you take it off when, when Rosh Chodesh, yeah. uh, for when you take Musaf, because Musaf already was part of the holiday experience of Rosh Chodesh, and you don't wear them on holidays. It's the addition. Okay? You wear, you and, um, you t already by, uh, by Hallel on Yom, on, on uh, Cholamoid because Chol there's a question where Cholamoid is a yantif or not. It's a partial. 
you'll wear it until then. So as soon as you get to the holiday experience, you take them off because you don't wait till on the holidays, obviously. Okay. Okay. So we Rabbi. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Mm-hmm. All right, so what does is, what is basically Rabbi Yehuda say? This is Hatam, right? The Palestinian source? Tell me, tell me what it looks like. If it looks like bread, it's bread. If it doesn't look like bread, it's not bread. Maseha, the way it looks, the what, what the activity done with it is that if you make it avin, what's av, thick. If you make it like thick loaves, that's bread. Chayavin chala. If you make it limudin, and limudin seems to be strips, something like strips, it's not really looking like bread. You don't have to say it. So his answer really is, if it looks like bread, it's bread. Say amotzi. It needs hachala. If it doesn't look like bread, and that's your tradition, then don't do it. That's the pizza issue, right? Does pizza look like bread, not look like bread? Depends who you're talking to. Okay. Now we're back in Babylonia, right? You can see. Okay, so kuva, okay. Kuva, because we're also Aramaic, Kuva means it's again, baked in the ground. Okay, Maimu what are we supposed to say? Nahama again is Lechem. Who thinks it's bread? It's simply dough. It's not really bread. It doesn't look like bread. It doesn't taste like bread. And what do you say, Allah? Boremi Nemizonot. Okay, so the interesting part here again is if it looks like and you identify it. So people often ask me, fish, how come it's parv? Okay? Because I will say, I don't I, I don't know of anybody it, it, there are some veget who consider themselves vegetarians who eat fish. Okay? And still consider themselves pescatarians or vegetarians. Right? So people say, well, what about chicken? And there was a question, as you know, in the Talmud of whether it was chicken or not. I don't know any vegetarian who eats chicken and calls himself a vegetarian. When you go into a restaurant, you know that chicken is meat. All of us. It's the way it's used. Again, it just becomes the fashion of what exactly it is. So, you want to say that it's not meat? Well, you're against 99.9% of the world's of the population that we know, for sure. Same thing. If it looks like bread... Then you have to take color from it. If it doesn't, then you don't. I'm sorry. If it looks like bread to us, if it looks like bread to us, we're looking at what's on the grocery store shelves. So you know that it's well. You know what bread is. That's why it's but, that's. A, but when you're in the bakery and you have all these loaves of dough, they all look the same. And in most cases, they'll tell you whether it's bread or not. I mean, if it's made from made payroll, if it's made from fruit juices, it's not bread. Really? Okay. It's mo- it's n- it's not water and, and then it's mizonot. 
Right? All of you've been on an airplane, and you, when you order the kosher meal, yeah. very often it'll come with some sort of bread, and it'll say this is mizonot, so you don't have to worry about getting up and washing. Well, well, wait a minute, it's mizonot. It looks like bread. The answer is it's made with fruit juices. It's not made with water. Okay, so it's not real bread. Although it even lo- in that case it even looks like it. Okay, Marzutra. Okay, Marzutra again. We're we're back in Babylonia. Kavasudate. He took kuva kuva de ara kavasudate. He means it was the mainstay of his meal. He set the meal by eating this. This goes back to remember last year's Rabbi Barmash's concept. Even though it doesn't may not be bread, but you had a full meal, you should do motzi. And what is he saying? He said a motzi lechemina arts, meaning he thought this was bread. He kavasudatealea. He actually, you know, conformed this to the to the sense of the suda that he ate and said mahamotsi lechem mina arts and berkat amazon amar mar bar rav ashi the adam yotzei bahen yidei chovato bepesach and with this thing whatever it is this big thing in the ground you can fulfill your obligation on pesach because my tama lechem oni karenan be what's lechem oni Poor, either bread of affliction or poor man's bread. You can call, you can translate it either way, and that is this is what it is. And therefore, you can even fulfill. It's it's like a matzah, but you still have to do motzi, according to them, and therefore you can fulfill your obligation. Okay. So again, we've got these crazy things in the middle that we're not quite sure about it. Do you think that there was a um, implication here that? This, so you gotta look at his name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You think that Mar Bar Ashi was poor and therefore, like he did that using his the only bread he had. So right. Um, it doesn't mean he is poor, but it may have been people around him who who he could make the the halachic judgment of that they were poor. They were and that's the bread they had, so they should Correct. Correct. That's a possible way of taking it. Doesn't necessarily mean him, but the people he's paskining for, if you will. Interesting social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the reality of the situations come into play, without a doubt. What does the title Mar signify as opposed to Robert? The, the, the answer Mar was a teacher also, Mar Raravashi, whether that was his name or not. I don't know. Mar. Rav Ashi was already the, the last of the, the Amoraim, according to the Talmud. Rav Ashi and Ravina uh, were the ones who edited the Talmud before na, for, na, uh, 499 of the Common Era. We know it was really later. Um, and Mar Bar Rav Ashi means the son of, and so it's a very late title it's not, that, that it's used. So it, it's really, whether it's or like Rav, but that, that seems to be simply his name. All right? Again, it's an odd name, bitter, but there are, you know, if you, Charlotte Tain's daughter's name is Mara, if I remember correctly. One of her, her daughters. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. All right, the, well, let's keep going because uh, the, the Orach Halacha just gives us, it, it tells us a trucking you actually say, Boremi name is Zonot, but if you make your Suda on it, then Hamotzi. Um, and you have to take Chala. 
Trina, Trita, it says, Boremi name is Onot, but if you if it's the sense of your meal, Hamotzi. And Kutach, um, okay, it, it, it does need challah. So most, in the end, halakhically, most of these can be used for bread. Okay, let's go on. Here, so this is and now you can see Larry why this again just the the, the two sta- sayings of this person are put together now. Okay. All right, dusha dvash, honey that comes from dates, date honey. Okay, date honey. Now we think that when when it comes to the seven fruits by which Israel is blessed, when it's tamarim it's, is basically date honey, is what it is too. Okay, it's not bees honey, it's date honey. Mevarchin alav shakol nie bidvaro. Zea, what is anyone with zea is today? Hmm? Sweat. It's the sweat of the uh, what it means. It's you know what oozes out of of the of the date. It becomes the date honey, and therefore it's not any. It's not. What, what are they worried about saying? What what bracha might, might you think you want to say? Hmm. Right. But no, it's like the juice that comes from the date, and therefore shakoli ebivaro. Okay, take an orange. What do you say for an orange? Okay, and what do you say for orange juice? Shakol. Same thing. Okay, so we're back to a Palestinian source. It's in Hebrew. comes from Trumot. Dvash Tmarim, Yen Tapuchim, Apple wine. Okay. The Chometz Sif Vaniyot. Sif Vaniyot seem to be some sort of late uh, grapes of which you can ooze out a little bit of juice. Usha'ar Me Perot. And the rest of the fruit juices, Shel Truma. Okay, of Truma, there's a disagreement. Rabbi Eliezer, Mechayev, Karen, the Chomesh. Meaning, Truma doesn't belong to you, it belongs to the Kohen. If you use it, you have to pay Karen, which is the principal, plus a fifth to the temple. Okay, the means in that realm, and it, it um, it's, it's, um, it, it, it's it's things of essence. Rabbi Yoshua Poter mean it's not the main thing. It's not part of the pre. So what if you started off by saying Kiman? Who is this according to? Kihai Tana. According to this Tana, that's who says these things. According to Rabbi Yezer Mechayev Karen Chomesh, meaning they're real of essence of things. They're essence of things. To Rabbi Yeshua, they're not. They're merely like the Zaya. Okay, they're not real things of essence um, and they're not part of the pre and therefore how does Rabbi how do, now how does Ravashi hold Ravashi holds like Rabbi Yoshua that it's not part the pre itself it's not the fruit itself 
it's part of things that ooze out of the pre or the juices of the pre, and therefore shakol. Okay, we're back to something else. Now, the way the translator here is saffron pounded to extract its oil. Again, I have no clue what it is. Katush means to be um, squeezed. Thing, fruit juices that come from something. Okay, what do we say? One of the Rabbanan, we don't know who, the Rabba. Trima Mahu. Again, this odd thing. What are we supposed to do with it? Rava simply didn't know what to tell him. Okay? Lo have adate de Rava. Okay? He didn't know, didn't know exactly what he's talking about. Or, Steinzels maybe forgot exactly the answer. So what did he do? Okay, so what had happened, Ravina was sitting before Rava. Ravina was younger. Rava, again, Ravina is at the end of the Talmudic period. Okay, so what Rava says to him, Ravina says to Rava Amarle, Dishum Shame, what Shum Shum? Sesame. Sesame, okay, it's still used today. Okay, so again, if you, if you just because of the such odd things, it says pounded sesame over which wine is poured. Okay? Okay. Is it, are you talking about that? Or dekurtame? Okay, which so give you, Steindl has a picture of what it is, some sort of plant. That he says it's saffron. O defurtsane. Again, what the, we, I don't know what these questions uh, really means in this sense. So they translate as grape kernels. Okay, so all these things, he says to him, you know, to, you didn't know the answer, there are a lot of things called trima. Some of them are made of sesames, some are made of saffron, some are made of some sort of um, uh, grapes. Okay? So those fall in the category I would call essential oils, things like mm -hmm. oil, peanut oil. There are a family of um, oils that are very similar but not identical one Correct. Okay, so as you know, even on Pesach, you have to look. There's certain kinds of oils that you can use, and certain kinds of oils you can't use. Corn oil you can't use, peanut oil you can use, etc. Right. It looks, you know, it looks like the same thing, but it depends on where it's extracted from. So there's whatever Trina was, some sort of pounded thing. You could have gone into the bakery and said, I want Trina. And they'll ask you, uh, what kind of Trina would you like? You want it from sesames, you want it from saffrons, or you want it something with something wine or something poured over it. We're going to take their word for it, you know. If you ask for Trina today, I don't think you'll get anything. <laughs> At least as far as I know. Um, okay. At that point, what Rava? Askei Rava Ledate, Rava remembered 
Okay, Ravina was giving him, you know, a clue. He didn't know Trima. He probably didn't know, and maybe had forgotten. And Ravina kind of sharpened the question. Uh, and at that point, excuse me, Hachi Aske Rabaladati. He began to work on his memory. Okay, we'll stop there for a second. I presume that you're referring to something which is pounded. Something which is pounded. I presume that's what, what the question really was all about. Okay? And at that point he remembered what Rav Asi said. Ah, the Tamare Shel Truma. Okay, the dates that even though they were of Truma, you can make Trima. What is Trima again? Whatever it is made of depends what we something pounded into with oil and different kinds of things. That's what, again they weren't sure obviously. Shechar, maza shechar, beer, mead, beer. So you can you can eat it. Tamare shel truma, okay. Mutar lasot mehen truma. You can make truma. Um, but you can't make, in a sense, beer out of them. Why? Wait, 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 no, 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 no. Why? So, the Shainzal says, They're the essence of the Tamarim stay. You can taste the dates. But you can't make date mead, date beer. You'll be there, you're actually destroying, you're going to pound them out, and you can't use them, and these are truma. So if, if, if you can still taste it and everything, according to Ravasi, you can have it, but what are you going to do when, you, when you're going to make something that it's a liquid? You're going to pound it out, it's not going to look like tamarim it's in, in that case, and therefore it's asur. Vehilchata. Okay, Tamareva, okay, so what is it? If you make Trima out of dates, what do you say? Vore pri haets. Why? It looks, it's, it still has the taste and the, and the uh, texture of dates attached to it. Okay, and therefore, if it looks like a date, tastes like a date, you say Bore Priyaites. Okay, you look okay. It's clear that if you're just having the, 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 the um, the, the 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 liquid of it, okay, the devash, that's already something different. Okay, so trima presumably in our case can be made out of dates, and it still ex looks like that kind of thing, and therefore you say borei priyates.
Okay, so for instance, um, a compost. Okay, you make a compote. Okay, it's juices and it's still, in essence, part of the, the fruits themselves. What would you say? Presumably, because some of even though there's the juices there, you still have the ena, you still have the fruits there as well. Tahini already is, is something made from sesame, etc. It would be more, it would be shakol. Because it's totally different. Once it's totally different, okay, uh, then it's the same. Same we said with the grapes and, and the wine. Once you have the wine, you don't say bore prayers because it's totally different than grapes. Okay? Could, could you explain truma a little bit more? Truma, if you were a farmer, you had two responsibilities. You had to give a tenth of your produce, maaser, to the levy, and you had to give roughly two percent. It doesn't tell you as much, it tells you those who those were generous, those were average, and those were, were miserly, between 40, 50, and 60 percent okay, but, uh, of what they gave, but roughly two percent you had to give to the Kohen and the Levi of his master had to give Trumat Maaser had to give the Truma of the Maaser the same percentage to the Kohen as well so he got 4% and, and, no, not quite, doesn't quite work out to 4% the way it is because he gets 2% of the smaller volume of the 10% That's right. okay so because otherwise Kohenim clearly they didn't own land the Levites didn't own land and their job was to work in the temple precincts and our job was for most of us, except you know, we had to take care of Larry. I mean, it was his job to take to to bless us and to take care of our korbanot, and he went on a rotation system with the rest of the kohanim. And it was our job to say, Mr. Kohen, this is your truma, and the levy would do the same. So that's where the politics got there. Oh, there was a lot of politics involved with it because the kohanim yeah. abused it for a while too. There's a question of whether you can give it to your favorite Kohen, and sometimes they allowed that too. The, the, there was a rotation of Kohanim from on a monthly, kind of monthly basis, and, and then there was a lottery of which Kohanim would do. There's a famous story in the Talmud of um, that they started to uh, give up a. They said you can go up on a kevas on a ramp in order to do the korban. And the Kohanim ran up there and, and stampeded it, and one person was killed. So they then decided on a lottery, okay, on who would do what jobs. And they say that you couldn't count, actually, the Ogudel, you couldn't count the thumb. Why? Because, again, if you played any kind of, you know, games, the thumb, you can't really tell if it's up or down. You can tell your four fingers very easily. So, oh, my thumb's up. So, Eventually, there was a, in terms of the service in the temple, was Mamadot. There were different um, groups that went out, which served the temple on a rotating basis. And when they got to the temple, very often it was done almost sometimes as a lottery who would do what task. What do you do if you're a farmer living in an outlying area too far away from Two possibilities. You can give it to Ko, you don't have to take it to the temple. Truma didn't have to necessarily you could be given to Kohen. Or, again, if you wanted to use it, what you would do is, again, redeem it for its principal plus a fifth. And then take it to Jerusalem or give that money to the temple because you're not going to schlep up your fruits. And then you grow in February and when you go Pesach time, bring this. Okay? 
you, you bring the money as such. It, it, it's, it, it helped again, like the pilgrimage festivals, the, the Jerusalem economy, the centralized Jerusalem as, as the main area to be protected. Because Jerusalem as a city has no agriculture. It's, it's on the, in the mountains. You know, it's the responsibility. It's why today it's the, one of the poorest cities in Israel, etc. And what, what Barkat is trying to bring in is all the high tech and all those kind of things. His natural resources Jerusalem doesn't have. It's all dependent on water, and the water flows off Jerusalem rather than stays there. When you say redeem it, you mean sell it to a third party? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you had to add a fifth. The tenth comes from that. Same thing as, as Maser, what was known as Maser Shani. Uh, two times, two, two years out of the six, you would have to you'd have to go up to Jerusalem. Well, I'm not going to save this stuff now when I go to Jerusalem for Pesach or whatever the case may be. I would redeem it, then take the money plus a fifth, what it was was worth, and a fifth, take it up to Jerusalem, buy the stuff in the market. The market in Jerusalem were filled at that point. The lodgings were expensive, no different than today around the holiday time. And you would redeem it there in the markets of Jerusalem and then take whatever you had to the temple experience. The 10%, the, the 2%, was there any uh, requirement that this be the best or just... Yeah, it's a good question. There, there is, there, it, it also relates to you're supposed to give up the best, and we know the people necessarily didn't, and that's why I say sometimes they people considered miserly, etc. But it should be of at least the average to the best. All right, so let me read this. I don't know if you'll be able to read the small print on the bottom. You want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Marim. Okay, the, um, the honey made from the, the uh, dates. Hayushetahu al-divreya talmud kanshei no machshiva dvashtmarim elekezeyam be'alma. There are some who, who disagreed and couldn't understand why it was simply known as kind of the regular sweat. Just, you know, something that oozes out. Bo'od shebiktav shebikatub nikra tamar atzmo shebishem dvash. That that in in uh, the ketub in scripture very often when it says when it says honey it's not referring to bees honey but referring to date honey. Things that were that were pounded out and were cooked. to take out their honey. And the one that's written in scripture is simply that which oozes out naturally from the dates. Meaning if it oozes naturally, it's part of the eights. You say borei priyates. If it's if you know if you pound it to be able to create the juice, then it's already something different. Okay? Um Normally you say shehakol, dvash tamarim bitruma, enosim mashkimi perot truma. Okay, normally you can't make liquid, something to drink out of things like from truma, like zeitim anavim, like olives and grapes. Kidivrei rabasi. Vahashoteh mashkim ela ena eno meshalem chomesh. But if you drink it, you don't pay the fifth because in essence it's between you and God. You shouldn't have touched it. Kidivrei rabbi Yoshua shalachakam otokaneged rabbi Yezer. Like we follow rabbi Yezer. Like Rabbi Yeshua, sorry. Trima, Tamarim Shemachum of Arichim Alehem Borei Priyaitz. Those that have been pounded according to Trima, you say Borei Priyaitz. So, as you can see, there are different ways of following this, and these are the intermediate things where we're trying to figure out exactly um, what to say and what to do. Now, the next paragraph continues as well with this kind of concept of those things that are not quite bread and not quite mizonot. 
how do we define them, uh, etc. Uh, and then finally, if we can get to it next week, it tells us exactly what you say, motzi or hamotzi, okay, um, based on some scriptural verses. Okay, so again, next week there is class, and then we're off for three weeks. Okay, the 20th, the 27th, and March 6th, we're off. Okay, thank you. Thank you.